China's regulatory environment has seen some pretty significant developments lately, especially in data privacy, cybersecurity, and competition policy. So, to get a rundown of the most important changes, we are on the line this week with our Vice President for China Operations, Matt Margulies. From the U.S. China Business Council in Washington, D.C., I'm Ian Hutchinson, and this is the China Business Minute. Matt Margulies is our Vice President for China Operations. Matt, welcome back. Thanks, Ian. It's good to be back. All right. So there's been a lot going on in China's regulatory environment for data, privacy, cybersecurity, and competition policy, just to name a few, over the last few weeks and months. And I understand there were a few developments last week as well on critical infrastructure. So can you share some of the uh, updates with us on that? Yeah, you're right. There have been a number of developments recently with passage of China's data security law, Uh, We saw draft updates to China's cybersecurity review measures after the DDIPO in July, the personal information protection law, and now, importantly, we've also seen promulgation of China's critical information infrastructure security protection regulations. I know that is a, a mouthful for our purposes. I'll just refer to those as CII regulations. Um, and it's easy for these regulations to get a little bit lost in the wonkiness and amidst some of the other higher profile legal and regulatory developments, but these are really pretty important uh, rules. What happened is on August 16th, China State Council released the CII regulations, which go into effect on September 1, um, and they finalize a previously issued draft of regulations from China's Cyberspace Administration from back in 2017. And they added provisions for determining basically what qualifies in China as critical information infrastructure, as CII, right? The rules kind of stayed dormant for a couple years, for four years, I guess, uh, as other developments in China's data security and privacy environments continued to move along over the last four years, continuing to reference this concept CII without ever really defining what CII um, referred to or meant. And so for those, I guess, in the podcast audience that are unaware, CII, is a, it's a broad concept. It was first formalized in China's 2016 cybersecurity law, and it does require more stringent cybersecurity rules and compliance for operators of CII, right? So for companies that have CII networks. The challenge since passage of the 2016 cybersecurity law is there hasn't been an official definition of what constitutes CMI and whom or or which companies are operating it. And so the regulations this week make an effort to give us better clarity on that definition. Okay, that's helpful background. Um, So what do we know about CII that we didn't know before? Sure. The The regulations still do not define precisely what CII is, but instead the regulations do give us an idea. They do point to coverage in a few broad sectors, and they also talk about maybe a a future process for industry-specific regulators to determine CII identification within their respective industries. Some of these broad sectors have been identified in various standards and regulations and and, um, guiding documents previously, but Again, in these regulations, they point to broad sectors for CII coverage, including public communications and information services, energy, uh, transportation, water, finance, and of course, other national security related technologies. And then lastly, there's kind of this catch-all framework for other systems to potentially be classified as CII under these regulations, basically saying that any important network or information system in China that if it were to be disrupted, 
and could severely damage national or economic security, then they should also be classified as CII. But that's a really that's a really broad reference without enough specificity or clarity to be terribly helpful for companies. Okay, well, that sounds like a bit more clarity, but definitely leaves a lot of questions still. Um, anything else important to note? Yes, that's true. For me, there are, I guess, three kind of key components for companies to think about today. Um, after we have some time to digest the regulations a bit more, we might have some deeper analysis. But as far as immediate feedback, I'd, I'd point to these three things for companies. First, you know, for a while there have been questions about how CII will be defined, which regulators to follow, and how industry-specific rules and standards for privacy and cybersecurity will interact with broader requirements from China's Ministry of Public Security and its Cyberspace Administration. Again, this draft does helpfully clarify that industry regulators will be the ones responsible for formulating CII identification rules in their specific sectors or industries. So financial regulators for financial CII, auto regulators for auto industry CII, and so on and so forth. Um, and that can be helpful because industry regulators, of course, know their industry um, much more precisely and in a more nuanced way than perhaps um, security regulators do. Um, but it also means that we're going to have to continue to wait a bit longer for each industry-specific regulator to then develop new rules on what ultimately constitutes CII. Second, to my point earlier about clarity, the regulations try to clarify somewhat the issue of previously confusing overlap in cybersecurity jurisdiction in China. Outside of the kind of industry-specific regulators identifying CII, there's been a, a confusing overlap between the Ministry of Public Security, MPS, basically China's police, and the Cyberspace Administration of China, the CAC, or the Cybersecurity Regulators. Um, these regulations seemingly reach or, or point to some kind of imperfect union or power-sharing agreement in terms of oversight of cybersecurity in China. These, uh, these regulations specifically obviously pertain to CII and CII operators, which is a concept traditionally governed by the Cyberspace Administration. Um, but in addition to that, they also allude to CII conforming to security principles based on the foundation of China's multi-level protection scheme 2.0. Based on the foundation of China's multi-level protection scheme, MLPS, which is a cybersecurity concept from the police. So again, still not entirely clear on the interaction between CAC and MLPS here, but it looks like they're attempting to make some kind of progress in, in integrating or coordinating the oversight functions of these two, uh, of these two bodies. Third key takeaway for companies would be there is a likelihood or potential for American companies that are selling information, communication technology products and services to entities designated as CIA operators to get worse, right, for that transaction or for the commercial environment for those transactions to get worse. And these regulations require CII operators to prioritize procurement of products and services that are, that are deemed, quote unquote, uh, secure and trustworthy, which is a term without a specific definition. Um, but for uh, companies that have been operating here for a while, it's something that we've seen in other policy documents over the years, and it's very frequently associated um, with domestic substitution initiatives, meaning foreign or American products may not necessarily be deemed trustworthy enough for critical infrastructure uh, operators to use, and rather only domestic technology, Chinese company technology, may be deemed secure and trustworthy. And then maybe if I were to add one final takeaway 
from these regulations. I just add the liabilities here, right? There are some teeth to these rules with varying degrees of severity. Um, in certain scenarios, companies can be fined up to 1 million RMB for certain violations of the rules or of, or of regulator guidance. Individuals at companies can also be fined up to 100,000 RMB for certain violations. And then there are other punishments in there as well, um, depending on uh, different activity. And for the most egregious behaviors, it can even include um, detention of individuals or impacting um, certain individuals' um, ability to operate in the cybersecurity field. And so I would recommend that, that folks are paying close attention to these regulations and trying to understand if they qualify as a CII operator and to make sure that they are also preparing compliance procedures quickly if they are. Um, and also working with their industry-specific regulators to understand how they will be um, identifying CII within their relevant industries. The rules are in force on September 1st, so um, things are going to start moving forward quickly. That also coincides with the first um, day of implementation for China's data security law. So um, China's cybersecurity and data and privacy regimes are quickly moving forward. And so I think it's really important that companies are paying, paying close attention to this topic right now. Excellent. Thank you, Matt. That's a very helpful roundup. Sure thing, Ian. Uh, always great to be here. We'll continue to keep monitoring these developments from Beijing and working with our members. And uh, we will continue to report back out as we as we learn a little bit more. Absolutely. Members can always find the latest write-ups and analysis on our website, uschina.org. Again, Matt, thank you very much. Thanks again. Matthew Margulies is our Vice President for China Operations based in Beijing. China Business Minute is a production of the U.S. China Business Council. You can always learn more about the work that we do on our website, uschina.org. If you like the show, please leave a rating and a review. It will always help other people find it, or you can send it directly to your colleagues. As always, thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back next week.